Hey y'all, welcome to episode 15 at The Well. It is finally time for Well Talk. <laughs> um, for those of you who are on the Well Woman mailing list, you guys know that I had a mishap with my child sitting on my laptop on um, last weekend. And so it's been gone since Saturday, um, Saturday evening being repaired at the Apple Store. And so that's why we are a few days off and why the podcast did not happen on Monday. But never late than never. So, um, cheers to getting back into the flow and cheers to your prayers and the Apple insurance plan um, causing me to have a zero balance for my repairs. Y'all's prayers reach heaven. Do you hear me? (laughs) Because this repair was going to be $475. And so I definitely asked y'all to pray for me and you did. And the prayers worked because I paid absolutely nothing today. So let's praise God for a zero balance. Amen. Amen. So we're going to jump right into um, the episode today. This last episode of the What About Your Friends series um, it is today. And so I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I know I definitely have enjoyed talking about it and just letting God really show me the gifts that I have in my circle um, in the forms of my friends. And so I've also really enjoyed allowing this series to stretch the type of friend that I am to my girls. And it's really challenged me to step up, you know, to step up in love to my friends and to sometimes step off and just fall back, you know, and just be an ear to them. And so this series has also challenged me to be less judgmental and just overall embrace the fact that we are all growing and we are all on this journey called life and we're on it together. And so in life, we will learn, we will laugh, we'll hurt. And sometimes, unfortunately, we will hurt others. And so what's important is that we are able to grow from the tough stuff and we're able to hold on to each other in every single season. And so my prayer for you, as we've navigated this series about friendship is that you shattered the crippling narrative and the lie that the enemy wants us to believe um, that having girlfriends and having female friends is more of a burden than it is a blessing. That is the farthest thing from the truth. And so I really hope that this series has helped you to see your girlfriends and has also helped you to be a better girlfriend. So we're going to jump into the last part of the series, shall we? We shall. (laughs) so there are definitely quite a few things that I absolutely love about Jesus like but one of my favorite things hands down is that he did not leave us hanging when it came to walking out this thing called life for him like we don't have to just figure out this living for God thing instead Jesus became flesh for 33 years he took off immortality and he put on mortality so just so that we could have an example of how to walk out this Christian lifestyle. And so throughout that time that he walked the earth, the Bible tells us that we he was tempted in every single way. And that's so significant when you really stop to think about it because he allowed himself to go through that, right? I mean, he he's honestly, he's God, right? So he doesn't have to go through anything. He can speak a word and he can change the situation. He can change your situation, change you, take himself out the situation. Like all he has to do is say one word, but he didn't want to be that kind of God. He didn't want to be that kind of God that was so removed and so detached. He didn't want to be untouchable. He didn't want to be unrelatable. So he allowed himself to go through all that we would go through just so that he would be able to say, I understand. Just so he could say, I understand. Isn't that so selfless? Like, And so now we have this all-powerful, all-sovereign God that can actually relate to us in our sufferings. And so we don't have a high priest that we can't touch. But we have a God who can hold our hand through the tough stuff. And he's willing to hold our hand through the tough stuff and say, I understand. 
And so that nearness and the ability to relate isn't lost in everyday situations. He knows what it is to be hurt. He knows what it is to be lied on. He knows what it is to be hated. He knows what it's like and he knows what it takes to be a friend. And so God is the epitome of what a good friend is. And he's the template that we should model when it's time for us to take inventory of how good of a friend we are to others. And so I wanted to end this series by using the template of the best friend that we could ever have. I wanted to use Jesus because he embodies every single trait of a quality friend. And while you may not see God as your quote unquote girlfriend, I will be the first one to tell you, listen, he will keep your secrets like no other do you hear me (laughs) like God is whatever and whoever you need him to be whenever you need him to be it as a matter of fact in the Bible Moses asked the question he said God suppose I go to the Israelites and I say God sent me and then they ask well what's God's name what am I supposed to say and God replied to Moses he said tell them I am who I am it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible because tell them I am who I am I love his response. It's like God is saying, man, I ain't got time for this. I am whatever you need me to be. Like, you tell me. You tell me. And that's what I'll be. How about that? <laughs> like, I am blank. I am. You fill in the blank. And that's what I'm going to be to you today. And so I really believe that that's what he's saying to us today. Not only is he challenging us to be a good friend to our people, but he is reminding us through this series that whatever quality of a friend or whatever version of a friend you may need, it's in him. It is him. And so he will be that if you just ask him to be. So no longer do you have to walk around not liking females and not liking other women and shying away from friendships with other women because you realize that they are humans. And as humans, we will always disappoint each other. So guess what that means? It means you get to take the pressure off of your girl to be perfect. You get to take the pressure off of her to show up for everything, right? And to be this perfect patty friend. And so most importantly, you are able to open yourself up and receive the love and the support and the companionship that you need from God. Because he really is whatever you need him to be. And so when people fall short, you still lack nothing. Like, I really believe that 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 can help somebody like that helped me when I realized it. Like, because I have God, when people fall short and they will, because no one is perfect. When people fall short, you still lack nothing because, you know, God's got you and you're able to grace your girl. Right. You're able to grace whoever you're in a relationship with. You're able to grace your people. You can offer your girlfriend grace instead of conflict because she didn't show up at your event. Right. Because, you know, God's got you. And because, you know, people fall short, you're able to grace her because she didn't show up to to something that she said she was going to come to. Right. Like and instead of getting into an argument with her or cutting her off, you can offer her grace instead because, you know, that all that you need is found in Jesus. And, you know, that people will sometimes hurt you. Right. Sometimes not intentionally, but you can grace her. And sometimes grace looks like an apology and clearing up the misunderstanding and just moving forward. But sometimes grace looks like agreeing to disagree and still gracing her. Right. Even if the friendship is irreconcilable. So even if we can't come to amends or even if we both agree we need to end the friendship, still being able to grace her in that process. Right. Because there is grace in goodbye. Let me tell you. okay, like. But you don't have to be tight about it. You don't have to be tight about goodbye. You don't have to write off all women just because one relationship ran its course in your life. And so that was the whole point of this series. And that actually brings us to our last conversation on this topic. And that is the topic of accountability and what it means to hold your girl up when she's in it. 
So there is this story in the Bible that captures accountability so perfectly. And of course, Jesus is the hero in the story. (laughs) The story is found in John chapter 8. In this chapter, we find some Pharisees and some scribes basically trying to trap Jesus so that they could finally have something to accuse him of. And they do this by bringing to Jesus this woman who they have found in the middle of committing adultery. Now, I have my own personal questions that I would personally ask the Pharisees that did this. And so I'm actually going to raise these questions at this time. (laughs) First of all, how did y'all know where this woman was? Like, how did y'all know where she was at that y'all could just go and pull her out of the act? Because the Bible says she was caught in the act of committing adultery. Now, I don't know how far in the act she was, y'all. But how did y'all know? Right? And secondly, where is the man? Because y'all pulled her out. But she can't be in the act by herself. So, was he back at the house? Or, you know, like, what? what's up? Like, anyway, that's a whole other topic for a different day. <laughs> I just want to talk to sis, though, to figure out why she was even with the man that's going to let her be caught out there on Front Street with their mess. Like... I would have been like, oh, nah, bro, this is our mess, okay? Like, come on out. If I'm coming out, you coming out. Come on. He coming, y'all. Hold on. (laughs) Like, I'm just saying. Ladies, if he does not have your back, what are you doing? If he's going to let you show up by yourself and do the tough stuff by yourself, why are you with him? Like, not just in messy situations like this. Because, I mean, I know none of y'all are going to ever be in messy situations like this. But if he's going to let you show up alone, what are y'all doing? Anyway, that's the relationship series. Stick around for that one. But anyway, she's caught in the act. (laughs) And the men bring her to Jesus. And the punishment for adultery during that time was that those involved would be stoned to death. So here they are, ready to stone this woman. Telling God about how they caught her in her mess. And God just stoops down and he starts writing in the dirt. (laughs) Like, imagine how that poor woman felt. She was probably embarrassed, probably half-dressed, scared, exposed in multiple ways. And Jesus, the one who proclaimed, right, who supposedly could save her, he playing in the dirt. Like, that's literally what the Bible says. Go back and read it. And so finally, he addressed them and he said, he who is without sin, you throw the first stone. Like, you go ahead and start this thing off. And then he started writing in the dirt again. And then something happened. (laughs) Starting with the oldest person out there up until the youngest, people started dropping their stones and they started leaving. Now, nobody knows what was being written in the dirt, but the Bible does tell us that these people left convicted. And I don't know if God was writing out their sins in the dirt, right? Sins that they had themselves committed, or maybe God was a little more discreet with it. Maybe he was writing out the dates that they, that those who was trying to stone this woman, that they had actually committed their sins. Maybe he was writing out the dates of their sins. Either way, this is why we got to be real careful about how we point the finger and try to take other people's stuff to God. Whether they're right or wrong, we got to be careful that we aren't putting ourselves in the judge's seat. But instead, we're granting grace. Because let's be clear, there is a judge, right? And he knows not just what they did, but he also knows what you did too. So let's not forget. So eventually, the story tells us that after everyone had left, it was just her and Jesus. And he looked at her and he said, where are your accusers? Did anyone accuse you? And she replied to God saying no. And he told her to go and sin no more notice god did not act as if nothing happened there he didn't just skate over the part that the woman played in this he did not just he just he didn't just act like she didn't do anything right he didn't just skate over it but at the same time he just didn't hang out there too long 
Jesus neither condemned nor condoned her sin, but he did tell her to leave her life of sin. So he acknowledged the sin and he acknowledged the role that he played, but he that she played, but he also gave her a way out. And so I have a question. Can you be that friend? Can you be a friend like Jesus is to us? Here's the friendship template that Jesus gave us in this situation. And I believe that we can apply this to our lives and to our friendships in order to enhance them. First thing, real friends get in it with you. They don't just try to pull you out. Because sometimes simply pulling people out of their stuff may seem like the easiest route, right? It may seem like the quickest route, but in the long run, it cripples them because no one learns a lesson. No one learns a lesson when you always just pulling them out, when you always rescuing them. No one learns a lesson. God could have easily made everyone leave that woman alone. Instead, he used her embarrassment. He used it as a teachable moment for everybody involved. God got in it with her. And he flipped the script on her accusers and he showed up for her while still holding her accountable, but not beating her down either. Can you do that for your girl? If she calls you telling you about her boyfriend, who you know good and well, you know for a fact he ain't no good, right? Will you make her feel dumb and make her regret calling you? Or instead, will you get in it with her? Will you tell her that you love her, that you want the best for her and offer her some stories of that one time that you messed with that jerk, right? And empathize with her and empathize with how she feels while she's while still calling her higher. Don't act like you ain't never messed with no boo-boo the fool, right? Some of y'all still with, never mind. Sometimes we just need to, we just need somebody to get in it with us. <laughs> like sometimes we just need somebody to get in it with us. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes we just need somebody to get in it with us. Sometimes we just need somebody that's willing to get dirty with your girl, right? Like be willing to get dirty with her. Be willing to get dirty with your girl if it means that you're going to be able to pull her up higher. And if it means that you're going to be able to pull her up higher to the point where she's going to see things from a different perspective, right? Don't be the friend who just shouts out what she would do. And how she would act. And act like you've never been in similar situations. No one likes that girl. But some of us are that girl. We spew out our advice. But not from a place of conviction and compassion. We do it from a place of condemnation. And so I can only speak for myself. But I just don't believe that God saved me from all that he saved me from. For me to forget. And act like I've always had it together. Like I still ain't got it together. He saved me from me. He's still saving me from me (laughs) every day. He saved me from unhealthy relationships and so much more so that I could remember. He did it so that I could remember. So that when my girl faced that season that she's in now, I could say, hey, I remember when I was broke. I remember how broken down feels. I remember how a broken heart feels. And this is how I overcame it. I believe he saved me so that I could get down in it with somebody else, just like Jesus did. He knew exactly how this woman felt. Think about all the times he's been accused of stuff and talked about. Like all these, all these times people have been accusing Jesus, talking about him, right? All up until this point. He knew exactly what this woman was faced with. So he got in it. Second thing, real friends challenge you in truth. So in my family, we have like this unspoken rule. (laughs) Can't nobody talk about nobody in my family if you are not in my family. (laughs) But baby, in the family, let me tell you, we will tell you what it is and what it's been. Do you hear me? (laughs) Like you can't talk about my sister, but I can. 
right? And I'll tell her exactly what I said too. We will go to bat for each other in public, right, wrong, or indifferent. Like if something goes down, we are showing up and we are going to bat for each other and right, wrong, or indifferent. And then we're going to get in the car and we're going to look at each other and we're going to say, what the heck was that? <laughs> like you got me out here wilding out because you acting stupid. What was that? I know I'm out here wrong, talking loud and wrong, but I'm on your side and you just out here got me looking like, like what was that? We confront each other. We confront each other in truth and we confront each other in love, even if it does get a little loud, because sometimes love is loud and it's okay. <laughs> but question, are you the friend who just points it out or do you sometimes get loud? Because again, love is loud. Like, do you hold her accountable by providing her with an alternative to whatever she's in? Don't just point her stuff out. Help her sort it out. And don't just get in her stuff and start complaining with her. Like, hold her up. Ask her questions that are tough. Ask her, girl, what was that? I showed up for you. <laughs> now you got some explaining to do. What was that? I thought we talked about this. What's up? Ask her the tough questions, even if it's obvious. Because sometimes we just need to be forced to say what we see. Sometimes it makes us see things clearer. Like sometimes we all can see that your girl is at the wrong job, right? But when you actually ask her, hey girl, what are your goals for life, right? When you ask her what her goals are, that makes, that makes her see it even clearer. Like it makes her realize even more that might, she might be on the wrong path and that she needs to make some adjustments. Like Jesus asked a question to this woman and then he gave her instructions. Go and sin no more. What advice can you offer your girl? Advice that pushes her to holiness. Can you ask her those questions? Can you give her that advice, right? That pushes her to stretch her faith and to become the woman of God that she was created to be. I just believe that you are the friend who is the change agent. Like you're the girl who's listening to this. So you're the girl who's called to change. Help your girl confess. Help your girl repent and then help her navigate her change of heart. It's one thing to confess and repent and then you just leave people, right? But it's another thing to get in it with them. It's another thing to help them confess, to help them to repent and then help her navigate through her change of heart because we all need help navigating, right? When we say yes to God, when we say yes to doing it his way, when we say yes to new habits, to new routines, we all need help navigating. Let her know that you are the one that she can turn to when things get tough. Tell her you're the one that she can call when she just needs somebody to sit on the phone with and listen to her breathe because she can't find language to articulate the pain. Like be there for her and mean it. Be there and show up for her. Show up for her, not looking down on her, but looking at her square in the eye. And in order to look at somebody square in the eye, that means you got to be in it with her and you have to lower your ego in order to remember Gosh, what it would look like for a generation of women who remember, my God, like who remember where God found them and who are committed to using their story, not as a weapon, but as a tool of hope. I'm recommitting right now to be that girl. Like I'm, I'm recommitting myself to be that friend who remembers. And I want to know, can you do the same thing? Because Jesus did it for you. He remembers daily what it's like to carry the weight of the world. And now he can relate to us. You have a friend who remembers. So how about you be that to somebody else? God is the ultimate friend, man. He's given us the ultimate template. 
Now I know, now I know, now I know what the songwriter meant when he said, what a friend we have in Jesus. Now I know, man, there are so many things that I would have literally just died in had it not been for Jesus being a friend. Like we can be deep with him. We can just sit in his presence in silence and still he sees the deepest, darkest parts of us. He still knows the depths of our hearts. Today, I want to challenge you to be a great friend. But I also want you to accept Jesus as your friend. There's not a thing that you have to face alone. Nothing. He will walk right there with you. Like through it all. I'm telling you. And like one of my favorite friends always tells me, Holy Spirit is so kind. He's so kind. (laughs) And that he will guide you. Even when you don't think you're being guided. Just trust him as your friend. Don't just see him as Lord or defender or healer. Man, you got to see him as a friend too. Like the one who will just show up to laugh with you or comfort you. Embrace all that he is today and use the relationship that you have with him as a template for the way that you love your friends. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for being a friend. Faithful you have been. Faithful you are. When people throw us under the bus when people try to use us for their own plans and schemes, you are there to expose and you are there to cover us. And so for that, we call you faithful friend. We love you, God. And we can only hope that we can be half of the friend to our people and our girls that you are to us. Lord, help us to get in our girls mess with her. Help us to be women who aren't afraid to get dirty when it's our girlfriend's deliverance that's on the line. Help us to be women who remember You did not bring us this far to leave us, but you also did not come this far for us to forget. Help us to use our stories and our experiences as the very tools that will help help other women find the strength to fight. Make us better women, God, and make us better friends. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. So I'm still off social media, y'all, and I'm still feeling good. During this time, all from social media, um, not only has God just continued to affirm my voice and my confidence in him and all that he has me doing right now, but he's also helped me to develop better and more effective habits for this season of my life. And I'm super grateful for it. Um, This social media break, like, it has made me better. (laughs) It's made me better. It's made me so much more aware and forced me to be more present for my people And now I pay attention to things and conversations that I would have overlooked had I been glued to my phone. Now that he has my undivided attention, God has been able to show me areas that I can use help in and, you know, giving me strategies to support those areas, areas like parenting and running an organization. And so needless to say, I do not miss social media at all because it takes up a lot of space mentally and emotionally. But I will be back. (laughs) Uh, with boundaries put in place but I will be back nevertheless more than likely in December so be on the lookout Um, until then you can hit me up via email if you need me or if you want to be added to the well woman mailing list which sends out emails every Wednesday morning my email address is vjohnson0511 at gmail.com Also, one-on-one personal development coaching sessions have been going amazing. Shout out to all my girls who have been doing their one-on-one sessions. They are doing absolutely amazing work. Um, If you're looking for a personal development coach to help push you in a specific area of your life, someone who will help you strategize, pray with you, and hold you accountable, someone who will get in it with you, (laughs) then email me. 
Um, I will love to talk to you. I'm happy to announce that for the next month, all of my face-to-face sessions are booked. Woohoo. But I am offering two virtual sessions. So I have two more slots open for virtual sessions. Um, So if you're interested in that, let me know. I love you guys. And I will meet you ladies next week at the well.